If you love the NFL draft, this is the podcast for you. Sean Sullivan, the JoeBucksFan.com draft guru, follows rookies all season long all across the NFL with a healthy and hearty and interesting fun side of Bucks talk, as always, on the Best in Class podcast presented by Bill Curry Ford. Here's Sean. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Best in Class with Sean Sullivan coming to you live from Bill Curry Ford Studios in Tampa. Uh, what a great day to be a Buccaneers fan. So proud of our guys. I know Grace is over here. She's all upset about her Saints. But you know what? They get what they deserve. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram. Please leave me reviews at Podbeam at, um, and Apple Play. Please share with your friends. Let's jump on uh, BillCurryFord.com. Please order your new Ford vehicle. It will be here within six to nine weeks with a lifetime warranty. I'm paying $500 with no deposit necessary. To our guests and our customers, we are doing an amazing job with that. We had 46 Maverick orders yesterday in one day. The Maverick is the number one Google-searched vehicle in the world. So that's a big deal. Um, actually, it was such a big deal that Ford actually only had the order bank open for three days. So get on your reservation list for the next opening for the Maverick. It's a, that's a really big deal, and this hybrid is, is a big seller for us. Also, the Bronco is opening up, uh, it looks like, uh, next Thursday. So go ahead and make sure that you're on your Bronco list. Please contact me at Sullivan at BillCurry.com. Or you can reach me at BestInClass at BillCurry.com. Either one or G. Thomas, which is Grace's, at BillCurry.com to place your order. Uh, exciting stuff. Where Phase 2 is of the construction for the Giant is under full display outside. You can see a bunch of dirt and construction outside, but by October 17th, you'll see our new service building. At least the outside will be up. And by Christmas, you'll see our new parts building, our parking garage, our photo booths, and our customer immersion center. So a lot of great things are coming, and we're very excited about it. So let's get in. Let's get into the Bucks game. So proud when you go into New Orleans and beat New Orleans. It's such a great feeling. It as a Bucks fan, I love it so much. Right? I mean, for goodness sake, Starbucks is pulling out of New Orleans, Grace, because they can't even serve coffee without getting robbed or beaten. Right? That tells you everything you need to know about New Orleans when Starbucks is leaving. Right? That's insane. Uh, if you guys want to Google that, you guys can look at how uh, that whole story, it's pretty amazing. Um, the actually CEO of Starbucks actually talked about what a terrible place New Orleans is. So that's, uh, that's really fun for you to watch. And it brought me a lot of joy uh, reading that article. So feel free to do that. So the Buccaneers went into New Orleans wounded, and we won 20-10 to 10 against, you know, Florida State's favorite son, uh, Jameis Winston, and his team. So it was a great win. I got a couple of things to go over, some rookie stuff. I put some notes in of the game, but what's on everybody's mind is Marshawn Lattimore. And what I'd like to talk about him is he's not allowed at Bill Curry Fort, right? Grace, he's not allowed here ever. He will never buy a car from any of our stores. We have three stores, by the way, Curry Auto Group. He will never get a part service. If he crashes his car, he can go somewhere else. But he's banned from Bill Curry Ford. Marshawn Lynch, you are now in the Sean Payton realm of, of people, right? You guys are both piles of poop, and you don't get to come into Bill Curry Ford. We will not serve you. You are not welcome here. When you mess with my family, right, these, these Buccaneer guys, Mike Evans, these guys, these are my family. These are people that I care deeply about, right? One buck, I, I grew up three miles from one buck place, okay? These are my family. Just like my car dealership is my family, 
These Buccaneer players are my family and their coaches and they're my friends. You don't mess with them. You are banned. All right, that's enough for that. All right, screw you, Marshawn Lynch. And by the way, at some point he's going to get busted for a felony gun charge or a or he's going to not renew his license or registration and then punch a cop out or something, and I don't have to worry about him in the next few games. He's a class individual, not. So let's talk about some of our rookies first, and then I'll get into some uh, um, other cool stuff about the game. Uh, I was very proud of the game. This is not going to be a critique of a win in New Orleans of 2010, but I, I am going to answer some um, Joe Bucks fan um, readers' um, uh, messages on the site. I do think it needs to be addressed in some national media that were completely wrong. But Logan Hall, which was our second round pick out of Houston, he got a um, he got additional playing time with the Keem Knicks that went out with a foot injury. He played okay. No splash plays, but no missed tackles. Um, he was in his gap. But right now, he's just a guy as a rookie. I mean, I don't know what else we can expect of him. You know, not everyone is Mika Parsons. So, you know, best in class listeners, we talked about him last year. We knew he was a star from before the season started, if you listen to my podcast, he's not that guy. But what he is, is he looks steady and he looks like he's somebody that we can depend on. So congratulations to Logan Hall. Uh, I'd like him to make some more splash plays. He had a tackle for loss week one. I'd like to see him do some more of that. I was a little concerned of our run defense when Akeem Nix left the game. So we need to tighten up that. Uh, our uh, Luke Gedeke, our second round pick out of Central Michigan, played extremely well. I have to give him credit. He played every snap. Uh, week one, he's played every snap week two, right? That's how, that's a beast. That's a guy that is allowing his physical attributes to catch up to his mental attributes. And I'm proud of Luke Gedeke. Richard White, our third round pick out of Arizona State, seems to be a very cerebral player, seems to know where he's supposed to be and what his blocking assignments are. He's not making any mistakes, but he is also not running the ball very well. Uh, and he dropped a six yard pass right in his hands that had room to move up the field. So, again, rookie mistakes, but I, I just expect more from Rashard White because I feel like he has a good grasp of our offense. I felt uh, during practice of this year that he just looks so smooth and, and in and out of his breaks. And, and the fact that Leonard Fournette is 10th in the NFL in routes by running back um, shows that we are putting our running backs in routes. And Rashard White is probably going to get a bigger role at some point. You can't just keep um, running um, playoff Lenny out there with one leg. Rashard White's going to have to step up, and it needs to be this week against the Packers. Round four, Kate Otten. Kate Otten had his first NFL catch uh, in this game. He still looks like, you know, like he's unsure of where he's supposed to be at all times, which is perfectly normal. Uh, I like the way he blocked in this game. I, I, I thought he put together back-to-back -back games of blocking. So, again, terrific. I told you I'm not talking about punters, but it's really hard not to talk about Jake Camarda out of Georgia. When he's, when he's punting for a 50 net average last week, and then he absolutely boomed the kicks against New Orleans. He was sensational setting up our special teams and our defense. And I just, I really loved what he did. Another great pick by Jason Light. And then Coke Keeft, which is our six round pick out of Minnesota, he had a terrible drop. Let's hope that, that, um, Brady continues to throw the ball to him, but it's one thing to catch the ball. And it's one thing to catch the ball and get hit. Two different things. There's a lot of receivers that can let you know that. And his blocking was not as good in this game as it was in the first game. So, again, you're going to have those ups and downs as rookies, but Coquif is definitely one of my favorite players just because of his attitude and how much he loves his family. I mean, those are core values that the Curry, the Currys have, and then my family and what we instill in the dealership. I love to see guys that love what they do and love their families. It's Nothing, nothing is better than that. I think uh, Coquif is one of those guys. 
But we do expect more from him, and I'm sure he expects more from himself. Let's discuss uh, Leftwich's play calling. So this was a huge topic on Joe Buck's fan and a huge topic on national media. And um, everybody is bashing Byron Leftwich for his lack of imagination and play calling. And I don't want to criticize the fans because I'm a fan. But there are some things that you need to know about football. For the casual fan, it looks like Byron Leftwich is not doing a lot of terrific things with our offense. For the casual fan. If you're a real football fan and you understand what we're going through with our offensive line and our injured wide receivers, what Byron Leftwich has been doing is he's been basically, instead of running tight end routes, he's been keeping his tight ends in and keeping max protect on Tom Brady. And when you do that, it limits your routes and it limits what you can do when you're trying to spread out the defense. Running the ball on first down, running the ball on downs where you saw Brady could clearly see that New Orleans was in a defensive position to stop the run. He didn't He didn't audible out of the play, guys. There's a reason why. We're basically trying to protect the offensive line. And we had a new left tackle in the game, especially, and Byron even got more conservative. But without putting those tight ends, those tight ends are staying in. They're not breaking out into routes. A couple of times they did. The majority of the time they're staying. The majority of the time they kept Leonard Fournette in for max protection on the left. You're only going to have so many opportunities. And then on top of it, you didn't have a um, Chris Godwin. You didn't have a Julio Jones. Russell Gage, guys, is still hurt. I saw him in the spring. He was unstoppable. He's a terrific wide receiver. We didn't give him $30 million for nothing. He's going to be fine. It looks like he's playing injured. But let me just say, Byron Leftwich is an excellent coach. I'm not going to complain about his conservative play calling when he's keeping our quarterback safe during this time. He's not exposing Brady to hits. He's not exposing Brady to long, winding routes down the field. He's basically trying to run his offense with one leg. That's what he's doing. Protecting your quarterback. you got no left tackle right now. you got a new starting left guard. you got a new starting center. Brady doesn't have a lot of, of reps with all of these guys. You have Scotty Miller running around out there. You have... You know, Perryman, it's very, he's going to have to get on the same page with him as well. I mean, look at all the challenges we have right now, guys. And we're 2-0, and and we beat the Dallas Cowboys and the, New Orleans, and the New Orleans Saints, who suck, by the way. I loved every bit of it, the game. Please give Byron Leftwich a chance when he gets all of his pieces back and he gets his offensive line back. This offense will hum over 31 points a game. I have no doubt. But for goodness sakes, please realize that what we did by running up the middle, running up the middle, running up the middle, we're trying to be physical. We're trying to protect our quarterback. We're trying to kill the clock to give our defense time to rest. That was a defensive game, and Todd Bowles called it brilliantly. He was basically killing the clock as much as he could. He ran the ball on downs where they knew he was going to run. It wasn't about that, guys. It was about running the clock, keeping Tom Brady safe, because it's a long season. We're two games in. Please understand what we're doing. The offense is, did exactly the, what Byron Leftwich wanted it to do, which was a brilliant game plan, in my opinion. We can get frustrated all we want as fans. We won the game, okay? Uh, Scotty Miller versus Cole Beasley was one of the notes I wrote. We obviously signed Cole Beasley. had 82 catches last year. had 82 catches the previous year. Tom Brady clearly wants a, a Wes Welker kind of guy. He wants that guy to come in and catch a bunch of balls. I expect Cole Beasley, based on Byron Leftwich's press conference, to be active very, very soon and on our active roster and catching balls from Tom Brady. Uh, I think that's a real thing. Scotty Miller had eight targets, caught three, and two of the of the catches he should have had. 
And the other, and the other part that's not Scotty Miller's fault was the, the referees were allowing very physical play from the corners on both sides. And Scotty Miller's not a physical wide receiver. He's not going to be able to hold up against physical corners. And, you know, that was a knock on him coming out of college. That's why he wasn't a first-round draft pick with 4-2 speed, you know, with his production, right? He's not going to be able to hold up against that kind of physicality. And, it, and it, you can see that it, it frustrated everybody in the New Orleans game. But some of those catches have to be made. And the third down catches, and you're, if you're playing in the NFL, you've got to make catches on third down. There's several receivers like Michael Clayton that dropped every third down ball. That was one of the things, you know, that drove me crazy. I like Michael Clayton. Uh, apparently he was a good blocker. But on third down, he, he, you got to catch the ball to keep the flags moving, to keep the ball moving. Tight end play, I told you, you're not going to – everybody's complaining about, oh, we miss Gronk, we miss Gronk. Or, uh, you know, listen, we're not sending anybody out in routes, guys. I, I don't know. We miss – I mean, I guess Gronk would still be in blocking if he was here. He wouldn't be going on – maybe in the red zone, yes. Maybe in the red zone we miss Gronk. But overall, KDOT and uh, Cameron Brait and Co'Keefe guys aren't running a lot of routes. Right? We're protecting our quarterback. Special teams with Keith Armstrong. Uh, as far as all the Keith Armstrong critics, and there was a ton, and, I, and I, I, I hear it all the time on Joe Buck's fan. Listen, I even had a podcast where I talked about how even when our special teams and our coverages were bad, Keith Armstrong had the players in the right position. They weren't making tackles. That's a, that's a big problem. And as you can see, when we changed those players and we went from Amazon truck drivers to professional NFL players, look at how much our special teams has improved. Our tackling, our receiving, our coverage, our kicking, our punting, it's really been excellent. And I'm very proud of Keith Armstrong and, and his team. Devin White is playing MVP level. So he's going nuts out there. So congratulations to Devin White. I get to see him every once in a while. He's a great guy. He's very, very um, open to talking about football, which I love. Uh, just a great guy, great teammate from what I understand. MVP. Uh, and right now, Bucks fans, you have the best secondary in football. And I tell you what, we, we, in the offseason, we really didn't talk about this subtle move of um, Winfield to the slot corner. This was a brilliant move by Todd Bowles. We moved a premier playmaker in Winfield to a slot corner. And then we put Logan Ryan on the field, and we were able to also play uh, Edwards. And as you and you know, our both of our starting corners, Jamal Dean uh, and Davis, played every snap in the game. They didn't come out. We have the best secondary in football, bar none, and it's physical. We have more pass defense uh, than any other team in the league. We lead the league in sacks as well, which is terrific. We lead the league in points per game, uh, uh, what we haven't uh, given up as a defense. I'm very proud of these two teams, of, of these two games, back to back. Now we have Aaron Rodgers, that pagan. That's going to be awesome um, not a, um, to, to watch him. I hope he gets sacked six times, doesn't throw the ball, then goes home and complains to his Wiccan girlfriend. So that would be awesome. I can't wait to beat the Packers at home. Aaron Rodgers, by the way, you're in Tampa, buddy, so forget how to throw the ball like you always do. Pretend it's the playoffs and just choke, please. All right, that's enough Bucks talk. Very proud, not doing any critique. The only thing I want to do is give everybody a big hug. That's all I want to do, right? Let's just move on. So Chargers and Chiefs, what a great game. Justin Herbert, my boy, was in there. He did a terrific job up until a rookie seventh-round pick sealed the deal for, for Kansas City. That's Jalen Watson, cornerback out of Washington State. He was a seventh-round pick of the Kansas City Chiefs, by the way, which had a terrific draft with George um, uh, Kaloftis and Leo Chanel and, um, and, of course, Isaiah Pachinko, who's been a, the, a hero of the preseason I'm very proud of this. And if you watch, guys, if you go to Google and look in Jalen Watson, 
cornerback, and, and there's a path to the draft, and there's a basically how he got into the NFL and how this guy has fought for every little thing. It's really wonderful to read. That's why I love rookies so much. But a rookie made a difference in the Chiefs and Chargers game, and that's Jalen Watson. He did the pick six. Uh, the Chiefs were going, or the Chargers were going in for a score. Herbert never saw him. It was a, like a 98-yard pick six. It was unbelievable game. The Chiefs won 27-24. It's again. Uh, I want to talk about Kaloftis out of Purdue. Was was linked to the Bucks. Is playing so good for Kansas City as a pass rusher. Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin, which was a start a, a starting linebacker from day one. Nick Bolton, who we talked about last year, had 11 tackles in the game. He's all over the field. He was their first round draft pick last year. But one of the guys I want to talk about that was one of our draft picks, uh, Justin Watson, who seems to be one of Patrick Mahomes' uh, favorite targets, I had a touchdown in this game and a, and a couple of catches for 50 yards. One of them was a beautiful down-the-field seam. Gorgeous. Congratulations to Justin Watson, who's a Bill Curry Ford customer, drives a red Mustang GT from Bill Curry Ford. Thank you, Justin. Uh, we wish you the very best. Um, you were always very kind to us, and I hope you have a brilliant career for the Chiefs. Uh, that should make Ira happy. All right, moving on to uh, the Jets and the Browns. The Jets won this game in amazing fashion, 31 to 30. Uh, Flacco reminds you know reminds you of that like Ryan Fitzpatrick kind of deal where all of a sudden he's throwing for three and four hundred yards and he couldn't do that in his prime. Um, but it's one of those things where he's just figured it out. Let's talk about some rookies. Uh, so the Jets, Brees Hall, Iowa State, which was the first running back taken, uh, seven carries, 50 yards, 7.1 yards a carry. He also cut a touchdown pass. It looks like he's going to be sur- supplanting. Michael Carter out of North Carolina, which was last year's um, draft pick. Uh, Garrett Wilson, one of my favorite players out of Ohio State. We talked about him in the in the wide receiver class for um, best in class. Eight catches, 102 yards. He's leading all rookies the first two weeks. He's been sensational. He had another touchdown pass in this game. He's got two for the year. Uh, Sauce Gardner, one of my favorite players, um, at, was their first-round draft pick out of Cincinnati. Gave up his first touchdown of his career. And when I say career, I mean college career and professional career. He hasn't given up a touchdown since high school. Gave up his first touchdown in the NFL, but overall he played excellent. He's a star player. Uh, Jermaine Johnson for those Florida State fans, which was uh, they traded back up into the first round, number 26, to get Jermaine Johnson. Um, he had a sack last week. He had a quarterback pressure this week, three other tackles. Um, he looks like he's going to be a very solid player for them. Overall, just a terrific Jets draft class. So Jets are now 1-1, one one, Browns are 1-1. One uh, Commanders and Lions. So for those of you uh, who listen to the best in class, Lions breakdown where I picked them to win eight games prior to this season. And for those of you who emailed me and said, is this worth a bet, Sean? I hope you guys listen to me because they're going to win eight games. And, and Vegas had them at, at four. And I was saying, you guys can win some serious money uh, on the Lions. They won 36 to 27. They dominated the game from start to finish. I'm so proud of that. We have friends that are Lions fans. Of course, the, the Ford owners um, own the Lions. So I, I talk to a lot of Lions fans. For those who are listening to me in Michigan, obviously the Ford representatives, congratulations on your win. But I had them losing, of course, the last week to the Eagles, and I had them winning against the Commanders. Uh, I have them losing this week and then winning the following week. So they should be 2-2 two and two, um, after, their, after their first four games. Uh, Jahan Dotson for Washington which, as everyone knows, is one of my favorite players in this draft out of Penn State. It was their first-round draft pick. Had a monster game last week with two touchdowns. Four catches, 60 yards, and guess what? Another touchdown. He's got three touchdowns in two weeks. Congratulations, Jahan Dotson. You're a star. Amon Ross St. Brown, my favorite my favorite star from last year. 
um, at a USC, two catches, 70 yards. Right now, Amon Ron St. Brown is on such a torrid pace that he's probably going to break NFL and Detroit Lions records. So keep on your pace, Amon Ron St. Brown. You, you're doing an amazing job. Rodrigo out of Oklahoma, six-round draft pick uh, of the Detroit Lions, had eight more tackles and a pressure and a solo stop. Unbelievable, Rodrigo. You're a star. Um, congratulations to the, the Lions finding him in the sixth round. Aiden Hutchinson. Let's talk about Aiden Hutchinson, the guy that I said was the clear number one overall pick. In this game, he had three sacks, six tackles, two tackles for loss. Was completely dominating the game pass rush-wise. That's an amazing game. By the way, no other first-round draft pick has had three sacks in a game just in his rookie year. That's unbelievable. The only reason he slowed down in the second half was because he was limping around. He obviously had some type of ankle or leg injury. Uh, in the second half, but it's not serious. But um, again, Trayvon Walker, who had an excellent first week, again, um, didn't have a good second week. And, and well, when I say not good, no splash plays, no sacks, no tackles for loss, no interceptions. So that's one of those things where it's we're one and one. He beat last week, he won. This week, he got his ass handed to him by Trayvon Walker. So that's an amazing job, uh, Aiden Hutchinson. Um, I mean, Basically, that's the way it goes. So we won that one. Uh, so congratulations to Detroit Lions. Giants-Panthers. Uh, Giants won 19-16. What a snoozer of a game. I had, you know, I have to watch every snap of every game, guys. And sometimes it's just, you just want to, even as much as I love football, it's hard to watch the Panthers play football. And then you have to watch the Giants play football. It's just so boring. First round draft pick of, of the uh, Panthers, Iquanu. Uh, everybody knows my stance on him. Had another terrible game. Shouldn't have been the first tackle drafted. Um, Evan Neal, who actually was drafted by the Giants later, I'm sure they think the Carolina Panthers every day, was just unbelievable in this game. Evan Neal has solidified that offensive line. Uh, Thomas, the left tackle that was drafted with uh, Tristan Wirfs out of Georgia, where the Giants took him over Tristan Wirfs, is playing at a Pro Bowl level right now. He can play left and right tackle and guard. Daniel Bellinger. Uh, we talked about him as a guy that I like the Bucks to pick up in the later rounds. The Giants picked him up, and he had his first touchdown catch. So congratulations to Daniel Bellinger. Again, the Giants are starting 2-0. They're 19, they won 19-16 over the Panthers. Patriots and Steelers, 17-14, not a high-scoring game. Uh, Mac Jones, uh, their number one pick from last year from Alabama, who should have been the 49ers pick instead of Trey Lance, had a bounce-back game. I thought he was. He doesn't have a lot of weapons, but they had a better running game with Damian Harris. He had 71 yards in a TD. Damian Harris was came out of Alabama a couple of years ago, um, and Mac Jones threw for a touchdown, 252 yards. Um, Christian Barrymore, which was uh, New England's second-round draft pick out of Alabama, who was at one point considered the number one player in the draft, had two tackles, two tackles for loss, and a sack. So it looks like he's putting it together after a ho-hum rookie season. Uh, Cole Strange is an instant starter. He's probably going to get some Pro Bowl consideration if he continues to play at this level. He pretty much has dominated uh, his first two weeks in the in the NFL. So it looks like uh, Bill Belichick didn't overreach on Cole Strange, who was a third-round grade he got in the first round. I guess if you see a player you want, you just go out and get him. Uh, George Pickens, the wide receiver out of Georgia that was the preseason stud, again had one catch uh, in this game. He had one catch last week. Um, let's Guys, it's ready for Pickett. Let's put Trubisky back on the bench, and, and let's get let's get my Kenny Pickett in there. Dan Marino put his name on him. Let's see what he can do. Uh, Steelers, I hope you're listening. Mike Tomlin might listen to my podcast. 
It's time for Kenny Pickett. Colts, Jaguars. Um, Jaguars shut the Colts out for the third time in six years. For some reason, the, the Jaguars have their have the Colts number. They won twenty four to nothing. Uh, Nick Cross, the safety that we talked about out of Maryland, the third round pick of the Colts, is starting and playing very well for the Colts. Very proud of that. My number one linebacker in the draft that everybody keeps forgetting about um, because he didn't play in the preseason, Devin Lloyd out of Utah. My number one guy, he had 11 tackles last week. He had nine tackles again this week. He's a tackling machine. Oh, by the way, he had a pick. Uh, Trayvon Walker, the number one overall uh, pick out of Georgia, had two tackles in the game. Uh, that was his only impact. But the Jaguars won 24 to nothing. Congratulations uh, to the Jaguars. Uh, Dolphins-Ravens, this was a crazy game. If you guys have NFL Plus, please put this game on, condensed version, and just, and just watch the second half of this game. Uh, it is phenomenal. Uh, Dolphins end up being the Ravens 42 to 38. Uh, Tua, um, Tua had this amazing game. His, maybe this is his breakout game uh, as a quarterback, quarterback out of Alabama, obviously. I, I really thought he was drafted higher. Um, he threw for 469 yards had, and had six t- uh, TDs, tutties. So congratulations to Tua. He's got a really terrific team around him. Jalen Waddle, last year's uh, number one pick out of Alabama, 171 yards receiving. Javon Holland which was a star player. I talked about him last year. Um, Pro Bowl guy from last year was their second-round pick out of Oregon. Still playing at a high level. Rashad Bateman, which was Baltimore's number one pick last year out of Minnesota, had a very slow rookie year, is really playing well, guys. Four catches, 108 yards, and a TD. He looks like he's really that second-year wide receiver is what everybody talks about. It's that jump from the first year to second year. Of course, unless you're Jamar Chase or or Jefferson or, or those guys. But Rashad Bateman made a huge jump. Congratulations. Isaiah Likely, my number one tight end this year out of Coastal Carolina, um, was a preseason stud. It looks like he got five targets, caught four balls, 43 yards. Uh, It looks like they're working him into the offense. He's just a stud, guys. It's crazy that he lasted until the fourth round. Kyle Hamilton, their first-round draft pick out of Notre Dame, who I thought was the best athlete in the draft. Four tackles, one pass defense, one tackle for loss. Played extremely well, but he's still... He's making rookie mistakes. I, I really thought he'd be further along than he is. But it, at some point, the light's going to go on for, for Kyle Hamilton. Falcons-Rams. Rams won 31-27 over the Falcons. Not much to talk about in this game. I feel like the Rams should have blown this game out further. But the, the Falcons still have a lot of heart in them right now. They're, they're playing, playing extremely hard, um, which is good for them. Um, a guy we didn't talk about last week, uh, Tyler Adjir. The running back out of BYU, a fifth-round pick of Atlanta Falcons, 10 carries, 30 yards, uh, caught four balls for 26 yards. Um, so congratulations to Tyler, a guy that has not only made an NFL team, but it looks like he's going to take carries from Cordell Patterson. Uh, Drake London, the wide receiver, uh, first receiver taken out of USC, um, coming out after Amon, Sam, um, Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, what kind of wide receiver talent is coming out of USC? Drake London, who looks like a Mike Evans clone, I'm not going to put him in the Mike Evans category, just like I didn't do when I, when I broke him down. But he looks very similar as a player. Eight catches, 86 yards, and a TD. Um, he's a star, guys. Back-to-back games where he's really shown that the injury in the preseason is not being affected. And he's he's obviously Mariota's favorite target. Arnold Ibiquite, out of Penn State pass rusher. He had a sack last week. He had two tackles for loss, four tackles this week. He's a stud. Uh, the Falcons did really great. If you look at the Falcons draft, those three guys, Tyler Agier, Drake London, and Arnold Abukite, are all starting for them right now. So congratulations. The Rams, really no, no rookies to talk about. Seahawks, 49ers. Uh, I am going to go through the Seahawks draft really quickly. 
Uh, I'm hoping Pete, this is Pete Carroll's last year in, uh, in, for the Sea Chickens, but we'll see. The 49ers dominated the game. Geno Smith had a terrible game, of course, uh, 27 to seven. Uh, but let's talk about Kenneth Walker's debut out of Michigan State. Uh, Kenneth Walker was a was led the college football in rushing. Only had four carries for 10 yards. He looked tentative, and you know he's coming off an injury, a hernia. Uh, who knows if he's healthy yet? But I don't know if we're going to see him all the way yet. Charles Cross, which was Seattle's first-round draft pick out of Mississippi State, has been an instant starter at, at the offensive line and has played amazing. So congratulations to Charles Cross. Boye Mafe, linked to the Bucks out of Minnesota, which was their second-round um, draft pick, had four tackles and a sack. Kobe Bryant, which was one of my favorite corners for later in the draft, fourth, fifth round. He, he played opposite uh, Sauce Garner at Cincinnati, has been starting for, for the Seahawks, and he's, and he's been playing extremely well. And then Tarek Woolen out of um, UTSA, which was a Division II school, uh, but he ran a 4 uh, 240 and he's big and strong. Um, looks like he's coming along, but he was a fifth-round draft pick. So the Seahawks really went went to to uh, they're starting two rookie corners. That's pretty crazy, and they're trying to work in a rookie running back. So if you're a rookies fan like I am, even though it's the Sea Chickens, it's really hard uh, not to talk about it. Uh, Trey Lance is out for the season, so Jimmy Garoppolo is back for the 49ers. They're a different team with Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jeff Wilson Jr. is still running the ball for them. So we'll see if the 49ers, I think they're going to have a much better year with uh, Garoppolo. The story that I wanted to tell you is very, very quick. I had a, a charity dinner that I went to where Chad Cronister was was getting an award from the Boy Scouts of America. Uh, for those of you who don't know who Chad Cronister is, he's the Hillsborough County Sheriff. Um, does a lot of stuff in the community. Um, you should be very proud of him. Well, at the dinner, uh, Ed DeBartlow was there, the former owner of the 49ers, and who was a, a huge hero of mine growing up. As a Bucks fan, I'd watch the Bucks at one, and I would watch the 49ers with Joe Montana at four. And I always dreamed of Candlestick Park and how awesome it would be to, to be around Bill Walsh and Joe Montana and Roger Craig and Jerry Rice and John Taylor and Tom Rathman. And what a team that was. You know, that was the period of time where the Bucks literally didn't win more than four games, I think, for almost eight seasons, four or five games uh, in there. Uh, we had a, That was during our 14-year playoff drought. So that was a tough to be a Bucks fan. But I got to speak to Mr. DeBartlow, who was very, very kind to me. I told him my story. We talked about Trey Lance for a few minutes, and he agreed with me on some of the stuff I talked about on the podcast. And then I realized he's listening to my podcast. So for those of you who have those aha moments in your life where, you know, you meet somebody that you've always wanted to meet, it's on your bucket list, and then he actually listens to your podcast and actually listens to your take on Trey Lance, there's no words to describe how, how amazing that was. So thank you for the DeBartlow family and, and Chad Cronister uh, and the Boy Scouts of America, a great organization. You can email gthomas at billcurry.com if you want to get involved in 41 of our active charities, including the Boy and Girl Scouts of America. So let's go on to um, – sorry, I got lost in my DeBartlow story. I'm still starstruck that, that he didn't talk to me, but uh, it was amazing. Um, Bengals and Cowboys, uh, Cowboys 20, uh, Bengals 17. Um Cowboys with, with uh, Cooper Rush, congratulations. You won a game. That's awesome for you. The Bengals' um, offensive line is, is, is worse than it was last year. If you can believe this, they're on a record pace to break David Carr, not Derek Carr, to break David Carr's expansion team sack record for the Houston Texans when he was drafted number one overall. By the way, that, that offensive line was so bad that David Carr had to leave the game, and he was a good quarterback. So let's see what happens with Joe Burrow. 
as far as um, draft picks, the only one I want to talk about is Mika Parsons. Again, last year's you know rookie of the year, defensive player, uh, rookie of the year. He might actually be the defensive player of the year this year. Four tackles, two sacks, three quarterback hurries, one quarterback takedown, four solo tackles. That guy is a menace. Uh, and, of course, Tyler Smith, the offensive tackle for the Cowboys out of Tulsa. He played well against the Bucks last week, had another terrific game against the Bengals. It looks like the Dallas Cowboys found their left tackle that they've been searching for. Texans-Broncos. Uh, Broncos won this game 16-9. I can't tell you how frustrated I am as, a, as, as someone who, who loves rookies, loves football. And when you watch the coach of the, of the Broncos, I don't know if he's just a bad coach. I don't know if he's just finding his way because he's a rookie coach. I don't know. Javante Williams, second-round pick last year out of, out of North Carolina, right? He's a star. Every time he touches the ball, he gets over six yards a carry. Now, last week he had nine yards a carry. This week he had 6.7 yards a carry. He had 10 catches last week for almost 100 yards and ran the ball. This week they gave him 15 carries for 80 yards. The, the, the guy is such a stud. Why are you not giving him the ball? This is like the Mixon conversation with Cincinnati. You want to save Joe Burrow? You have one of the best running backs in the, in the league. Give Joe Mixon the ball. He'll make plays. Javante Williams is excellent. You want to take pressure off Russell Wilson, get him get him settled in, give Javante Williams 25 carries a game. Have him or carry 20 times, give him 10 catches. The guy is sensational. Derek Stanley Jr., the Texans' first-round draft pick at LSU, rough game for him. Um, gave up a lot of catches, gave up two touchdowns. Really looked um, very human in this game. Uh, Kenyon Green started at guard, Texas A&M. He was linked to the Bucs, played so well for the Texans. Jalen Petrie, one of my favorite safeties out of Baylor, is playing extremely well. And, of course, for those Gator fans, Damian Pierce, which was their fourth-round draft pick, played extremely well, 65 yards in this game. Showed what he can do when he gets ball in space. He just doesn't get enough touches. I I don't understand that. And then last year's wide receiver for the Texans, Nico Collins, had four catches and 60 yards. Um, But Davis Mills, last year's third-round draft pick out of Stanford, is just not playing well right now. Um, for the Texans, and I and he had such an amazing finish to the year last year. I'm hoping he gets to turn it around. Anyway, the Broncos win 16 to nine. Cardinals and Raiders. Cardinals won 29 to 23. It's a snoozer of a game. Please don't watch this game. It's super boring. Carl uh, Murray did have some moments in the fourth quarter that were exciting, but other than that, not really that terrific. Uh, Greg Dortch had four catches, 55 yards. He's a UFA. He's the only. UFA that we're talking about out of Wake Forest. It's his second year. I love his story about how he made the roster. He's actually playing extremely well for the Cardinals. Had a touchdown catch as well. And then um, Dylan Parlam, which was their third-round draft pick out of Memphis, also is, is playing at an extremely high level. I'm very proud of that for the, for the Raiders. Uh, let's talk about the Bears and the Packers. Packers dominated the game with Aaron Jones. The Bears can't stop the run. 27-10, the Packers won. We're going to see the Packers now. I didn't see Rodgers. He only threw for 200 yards again. Um, he had a terrible week last week. So if we can stop the run this week, guys, I really think with our defensive backfield, we're going to be able to shut them down. Let's talk about the Bears a little bit. Um, Jaquan Brisker, who was their second-round draft pick, had 10 tackles. You know I love this guy. Super physical out of Penn State. Kyler Gordon out of Washington, which was their first-round draft pick, starting for them. One pass defense, six tackles. Quay Walker which was the Packers' first-round draft pick out of Georgia, which I thought was a reach, had five tackles, had a terrific debut last week. 
Um, he seems to be playing a lot better in the Green Bay system, so congratulations to Quay Walker. Romeo Dubs out of Nevada. We talked about him. He had a couple of catches in this game. Christian Watson had three catches in this game. He was their second-round draft pick. So out of those two guys, yes, they played well in the preseason, but it hasn't translated just yet into the NFL. The Chicago Bears, between Brisker and Gordon, I think found two terrific starters. And, of course, Justin Fields is just running around for his life and has nobody to throw to. Uh, Texas and Bills. The, Tex- or the Bills just dominated the game 41-7. to It wasn't close. Um, it's, it was not a very fun game to watch after the first half. Uh, Malik Willis actually out of Liberty, third round draft pick of uh, the uh, Titans actually got in the game for through four passes, only completed one, was a non-factor. Hassan Hackens running back out of Michigan for Tennessee actually got in the game in the second half, had nine carries for 37 yards. Traylon Burks, their first round draft pick at Arkansas, four catches, 47 yards. Roger McCreary, um, here's a guy that was linked to the Bucks at corner that I believe that Darrell Rivas said before the draft that he was the best corner in the draft. Uh, he was a second-round pick out of Auburn of Tennessee. He had 11 tackles and two pass defense and two solo tackles. But one thing is for sure, he's a physical corner, and he, and he doesn't mind getting into the run game. So congratulations to Roger McCreary. James Cook um, out of Georgia, Dalvin Cook's little brother, 11 carries, 53 yards, had a much better showing uh, for the Bills this week than he did the first week. Greg Rousseau, last year's first-round draft pick out of Miami, had two sacks in the game. He's a terrific pass rusher, very proud of him. Kyle Elam, for those Florida fans, he was their first-round draft pick out of Florida at corner, had three tackles. And uh, Terrell Bernard, who was their third-round draft pick out of Baylor, uh, three tackles, three pass events. So the Bills got young and physical at the corners. They got young pass rushers and now a young running back. And then it looks like Tennessee, between um, Burks, McCreary, Haskins, and Willis, have a pretty good draft as well. Um, Eagles and Vikings. The Vikings won 24-7. to There's nothing I want to say about the Eagles. I'm not talking or, or about the Vikings rookies. There's nobody that I want to talk to. Uh, Jalen Hurts dominated the game. Congratulations to Jalen. He figured out how to throw and run. It just took him a little bit longer, but he looks like a a very, very good player, different than the player that played against us in the playoffs, for sure. He has looked better this year. So that wraps up our recap of Week 2 in the NFL at the Best in Class Rookie Class. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Please follow us at Bill Curry Tampa, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Please visit us at BillCurryFord.com. That's on your mobile as well. We have a terrific mobile site. You can shop um, at home 24 hours a day. You can buy a car from home. We'll deliver a car to you. You can order a car for $500 gift certificate. There's so many things. And then, of course, we're the home of the lifetime warranty. We have now uh, a lifetime warranty on new and used cars. And we're also certifying every vehicle under the Ford Factory Blue Advantage system. So it's all great stuff. I'll see you guys next week. Grace, did I leave anything out? You did. All right. A shout out to my friends at Joe Bucks fan. Lattimore is banned. So I hope that you guys do the same. So that's congratulations. My friend LJ at, at, at an amazing Big Storm Brewery. They're opening everywhere. I think there's one on like Starbucks on every corner. Uh, so congratulations to LJ and his team and to the, uh, the Curry family for allowing me to do my podcast. Please come and see me. I will give you the best deal on a new Ford or pre-owned Ford or you know what? On anything. Come see me about a boat. I don't care. I will sell it to you. And we have an RV. Doesn't matter. Have a great day, guys.